Hello, welcome to the Beastie Bothy, where we discuss our favourite Scottish creatures every month. I'm Rosie. And I'm Roisin. This month, we're talking about a very strange beastie that comes in many forms. And that brings us to our first segment. Rosie, can you guess the beastie? <gasps> Slowly fades out. <laughs> so, this beastie is found on farms and fields. Hmm. Okay. The second thing you should know about this beastie is that it was also used as a word to describe people who were badly dressed or ugly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, so multiple uses, many forms. Mm. Third thing you should know about this beastie. How are you doing? Do you think you have it? Maybe. Third Maybe. thing you should know about this beastie is that it has neep for a head. <laughs> Is it the Tatty Vogel? It is indeed the <laughs> Tatty Vogel. <laughs> Fun fact, it's what my mum's family call a scarecrow. Well, the Tatty Vogel <laughs> is a little creature that hides himself in potato fields and scares unwary humans or causes blight. But it's also the word for a scarecrow. So it can be both. It can be both. Well, there you go. And I think it's a very good name for a cat. So, introducing our Beast of the Month in a segment that we affectionately call a bit of a beastie <laughs> for reasons both uh, related to comedy and science. Um, so this month we are covering Bogles. And maybe you've not heard of Bogles, but have you heard of the Boogeyman? Or maybe if you're North American, The Boogeyman. Or maybe if you like children's literature, Bogarts. I know him well. <laughs> well then, Roisin, maybe you can tell us what exactly is a bogle? I would love to tell you. A bogle is a Scots term for a ghost or folkloric being, including shelly coats, bar guests, brags, tatty bogles, literally anything that goes bump in the night. In the Scots language, it means a terrifying supernatural being. So we know that these things aren't exactly cuddly and they're closer to ghosts and frights, even if one of them takes the form of a scarecrow occasionally. Uh, well, we know that one looks like a scarecrow, but Rosie, can you tell us what other bogles might look like? Well... That's if you can see them because, you know, sometimes they're invisible. Oh, damn, I knew it. <laughs> there is one in, with us right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when I originally suggested this topic, I mean, saw a bogle outside the bothy and said that we would talk about it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> it wasn't invisible then. No, uh, I saw one and that's why we're talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was originally thinking of a type of bogle that I have called house bogles because I thought that that's just what a bogle was. I didn't know that it could be so many different things as well. So I'm going to talk a bit about that kind of bogle and what they look like and what they do. So you may have also heard of a brownie, which is related to a bogle. And a brownie is basically a little hairy fairy creature that cleans your house for you so 
I want one. Everyone wants one. <laughs> it's like a Roomba with fur. And they do it for free. For Actually, free? I think you have to give them like a little saucer of milk sometimes. But... Oh, okay. Yeah, anyway. So, <laughs> one of the main ways to offend a brownie and turn it into a bogle is to give it clothes. Um, but insulting them or making them feel taken advantage of will also do the trick. So will attempting to baptise them and trying to name them. So they don't want clothes? They don't want clothes, no. So they're just like naked little furballs? Yep. Oh, man. Like, What if it was really good? What if it was something like... Really expensive brown designer. Well, I, there are a few stories where the brownie doesn't take offense at being given the clothes, but I think maybe so, it's just like not their style clothes. But and they get mad. There, there's a couple of variations. Like I've seen one where the brownie is offended because it doesn't think the clothes are good enough, and I've seen one where um, it's because they gave it clothes. It thought. Well, I'm well above cleaning the house now. I'm too good for this. And it left. <laughs> I mean, he's right. Power to the people. Yeah. <laughs> Throw off your chains. Yeah. <laughs> so um, basically doing all these things that often results in the brownie leaving the home forever. And you don't want that to happen because it's a really lucky thing to have a brownie to do, do all your chores for mm. you. But in rare cases, they get so angry that they become bogles or boggarts and make it their mission to cause havoc. Um, so I also read, though, that boggarts possess human attributes. They are more than a bogey, an intermediate between a bogle and a brownie, and more closely related to a brownie than to a bug. That's a lot of bees, man. And I don't know what any of that <laughs> means. Make of it what you will. <laughs> I understood it fully. Okay. And I think you should tell me what you think it means, and I'll tell you if you're right. Okay. <laughs> um, moving on. <laughs> mm, yeah. So, um, a bogger is kind of more of an English, Northern English term for it. And I had to kind of look into boggarts a bit because... It's a lot easier to find stuff on them because they have a specific name. But boggarts kind of appear across Celtic and European folklore, so it doesn't really matter. Um, but they're considered kind of the same as a poltergeist in that they're kind of noisy and they're invisible and they throw things around and um, just wreak havoc in the way that you would imagine a stereotypical poltergeist does. Hmm. Um, but boggarts and bogles can manifest in a physical human-like form or an animal form. And when they have this animal form or this animal-like form, they have burning coals for eyes, horns, a tail, and claws. So they're, they're a bit freaky. Yeah. yeah, maybe we don't want one of those in the house. Nah, not really. <laughs> nah, nah. Um, they can also sour the milk and make dogs lame. And in Lancashire... Where are the dogs? Um, <laughs> reasons. So unnecessary. Make the person lame. If they're the one who's giving you, like, a, a gross top, yeah. that's fair. Make them lame. Make them blind. That's an understandable reaction to have. I encourage people to have a reaction. Keep away from the dog. I mean, maybe it was just, you know, correlation, not causation. You know, they had they had a bogger 
and also the dog went lame so they blamed it on the boggart but actually the boggart was just over there souring the milk okay well maybe that's what yeah that's it was. fair <laughs> that's what i'm hoping yeah in lancashire a horse that had taken a fright and like run off um would be described as having took boggarts implying that it had been scared by an invisible boggart um so they're generally associated with night terrors and feelings of dread a lot like the concept of a bogeyman and i've also seen mention of them being like a ghost or like an evil ghost of an ancient family member that's trapped in the house the through line for all of these bogle boggart type things is that they're generally domestic terrors and their mischief is specifically focused on the home right so now we know what a bogle looks like or what one kind of bogle looks like because as we were talking about before there's hundreds of thousands of beasties out there that can be classified as a bogle and that leads us into our new segment battle of the beasties we're having fun with bees today rosie absolutely it's a good letter lots to do with it so for battle of the beasties we're going to take two bogles and talk about who would win if these bogles came up against each other they were placed in an arena of some sort say and rosie and i pelted them with peanuts until they fought mm-hmm this makes us sound really evil. But you know what? For entertainment, worth it. Well, we wouldn't we wouldn't we wouldn't do it in real life, obviously. Oh, know? no, no, no. Obviously. Of course. Just just like hypothetically. <laughs> yeah, and only approach these beasties at a f- safe distance. Don't chuck clothes at them. You'll be fine. Yeah. And don't try this at home. Don't try this at home. <laughs> right. So, the beastie I'd like to present fighting in my corner is the shelly coat. Okay. So the shelly coat is a bogle that can be found in creeks, lochs, and streams, looking for innocent people to trick. It's a frightening monster with a coat of rattling shells, which it shakes in order to frighten passing travellers. And it can also make the sound of people drowning. Laughing at fear and confusion from travellers, it manages to fool. Now you might think, ah, right, it's a little mouse in a coat. That's not that scary. I could probably beat that one. You'd be wrong. Because I have a report from Tales, Traditions, and Antiquities. Antiquities. (laughs) I'm thinking of collecting. Yeah. I have a report from Tales, Traditions, and Antiquities of Lee about a Shellycote that lived on a rock called Shellycote Stain in North Leith. Anyway, he was challenged by a man drinking from a pub, didn't respect the Shellycote's area, didn't respect all the superstition and the warning from the other locals. He ran to the stain and said, Shelly coat, Shelly coat, gang away home. I cry now your mercy. I fear now your name. Rosie could say that better than me, but oh well. Um, here comes the Shelly coat, furious at not having the respect he deserved, picks this man up, hoists him to the top of the rock and throws him down again. And he does this over and over wow. till the poor man is sat there, two legs broken, covered in bruises, won't speak about his ordeal for weeks. And when he finally does, he admits that was a pretty bad idea for him to do. Mm. So, Shelly coats might seem just mischievous at first, but obviously this one's powerful enough to lift a grown man to the top of a rock. Yeah. And repeatedly punish, laughing all the while. It's like, um... 
It's like some sort of weird um, Sisyphean torment. <laughs> you know, like if he keeps throwing him down, is this yeah. man getting up, going back up the hill, and then the Shelly coach just picks him up and jumps yeah. him down again? Dante didn't find this circle of hell. <laughs> the Shelly coach just, Shelly coach just chucks a... you about. <laughs> chucks you a bit. With his coat of shells, so you're just constantly like surrounded by the noise. Like POV, you are the boulder. You are the boulder. <laughs> Maybe you're the boulder. The other one has to keep pushing up. Oh, wait. <laughs> I get it now. Oh my god, you get it now? I get it now. Do you get it now? took me a while. <laughs> That's distressing. All, All right, right, Rosie, let's hear. Who's in your corner? Well, okay. So in my corner, I have a... a well, it, it's a brownie, kind of. But this brownie said no to the Boggart brownie binary. And it just did whatever. Nice. I don't know if I should call it like a like a brogart or, or a boggy. <gasps> boggy. Or a brogy. Brogy. I don't know. Uh, Bogney. <laughs> so it said that there was once a brownie who haunted Almer Burn near Pitlochry in Perthshire. And people would hear it splashing about in the water during the day and making lots of noise as it kind of paddled about in the stream and just had a good old time, mm. I like to think. Um, but they were terrified of it and they wouldn't go anywhere near the burn. And that seems to happen a lot with brownies, even though they're the good ones, people are scared of them. Mm. Well, I've got the power to turn into a little fuzzball full of hatred. Yeah. I can see that. Like so... a chihuahua. <laughs> <laughs> Celtic chihuahuas. So at night, the boggy, the browgurt, um, would go up to a nearby farm and enter the house. And if it found that the house would mess was messy, it would just tidy everything up like a good wee brownie. Aww. But if it found that the house was tidy... It would just create the biggest mess it possibly could. Okay. So <laughs> it was just like never let them know your next move. <laughs> yeah, it, it it just wanted to have things its way. You know, it has to be under its control. Mm. It can no. The house is clean if if it decides it's clean. <laughs> Otherwise, no. It's messy yeah. if it decides it's messy. Um. So one day a man was passing by the burn um, that the brownie, bogey, whatever, lived in. <laughs> oh, boggy. Boggy. Um, and he heard it splashing about. And so he called out to it, you know, probably something like, oh, it's a good day for a swim. But when he said this, he named it. He said, good day for a swim, Puddlefoot. To which the brownie cried in horror. I've gotten a name. Tis Puddlefoot, they call me. And with that, it disappeared. Never to be heard from again. Because it had been named and they don't like that. So goodbye. Yeah, got the same as clothes. Um, unfortunately. Shelly Cook wins. Yeah. <laughs> Shelly Cook absolutely I don't think destroys. Little pu- like, listen, he's got a weakness. Just call him by his name. Shelly Cook wins. Yeah, I know. I know. You just... <laughs> Like entering the ring, you know, the Shelly Coat challenged by Puddlefoot. Oh, and he's gone. <laughs> he's gone. That's it. Shelly Coat doesn't even get to throw anybody. He's very upset. Rat- <laughs> rattles his coat despondently. <laughs> so 
as we're researching about Bogle, we come across some weird, amazing things. And that's why we've pulled them together in a segment, Wildest Thing. So Rosie, what was the wildest thing you learned this week? Um, so apparently Bogle is also a surname. Um, apparently there's a folk singer and songwriter called Eric Bogle. Um, so anyway, the name... It's not that wild. That's not the fact! Okay, okay, okay. Go on. <laughs> the name is thought to have come from essentially a nickname for someone who had a frightening appearance. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, the the takeaway is that if your last name is Bogle, it's possible that one of your ancestors was 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 particularly <laughs> uncomely. <laughs> so so much so that they were terrifying. <laughs> Really, really then, gets me. Imagine that being called Bogle your whole life, and then, oh, my children have the name now. <laughs> you just made an ugly family. Like, <laughs> going through your days not knowing that your last name means your great 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 grandfather was a minter. <laughs> maybe there's some, like, maybe there's some hope, you know, because it's like considered, like, apparently. It's considered fun to sometimes call tall men short and that sort of thing. So it's like <laughs> short king. <laughs> so like the last name short, it could have come from because the person was very short, or it could have been because they were tall. So it was funny to call them short. You know, maybe maybe they were so attractive that they just had to bring them <laughs> I down. I think you're being too nice. And if your last name's Bogle, sauce. <laughs> Sorry about it. Bet you're pretty yeah. now, but your great grandfather was ugly. I'm I'm sure there's been some diversity introduced to the gene pool, the gene pool since <laughs> the Bogle nickname. That's happened. so funny. That's the most Scottish thing I've ever heard. Is to be like, oh, you're ugly. Your last name's Bogle now. <laughs> oh yeah, these are my friends. Uh, you know. Jim Short, um, Brian Young, and Tracy, <laughs> ugliest person I've ever seen in my entire life, Bogle. Oh man, it's just offensive, isn't it? Little bit, yeah. Great, I love that. Well, I learned something slightly less offensive this week, and it's how to make your very own tatty Bogle. Cute. So as we talked about in Guess the Beastie, a tatty bogle was a creature, but it's also the name for a scarecrow. And it really gained, it's gained popularity as these little scarecrows that you can build to protect your fields. So in 1995, the Dundee Courier came out with a little piece about how we build a bogle. And first you need a neep for his head, a bonnet for his pow, and a gravit for his thrapple. <laughs> and I, I, if you're like me and you read those words and you went, quit. <laughs> a neep, as we all know, turnip. So he's got a little turnip head. He's got a hat for his brow. Mm -hmm. And he's got a cravat on his throat. Oh, so lovely. he's not just a scarecrow. He's a pretty good looking scarecrow. 
Cutting a boot in a cravat. Cutting a boot in a cravat. Very nice. But I just thought that's so sweet. We might have to do a Folklore Scotland um, tatty bogle. Oh, yeah. Maybe. For Halloween. Yeah, I feel like instead of pumpkins, it's probably... I think we're honour bound to try neat carving at some point. Oh, a neat carving. I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh, yeah. It's what they used to... I mean, obviously, like, turnips were here and pumpkins were in America and we didn't know America <laughs> existed. So originally people carved turnips, but they're much, much harder to carve than a pumpkin. Yeah, oh my God. I did one once. It looked really scary. It's actually, because they're so hard to carve, you can't make any soft lines and it's all really jagged. So the lantern yeah. genuinely looks quite frightening. Like it looks quite evil. Oh no. Um, but yeah, yeah, we'll have to, we'll do it. We'll do a Folklore Scotland uh, Tom I feel like just the root of all evil is a turnip. But no, you know what? I think I said that last podcast in horses. So just every podcast, oh. we're going to find another thing that I don't trust. But, you know, I feel like saying a turnip is a root of all evil is a better pun. Oh, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even hear it. That was hilarious. That was hilarious. Very funny. I'm putting that on my CV. <laughs> Turnip is a root of all evil. Good for you. Uh, that could be the tagline for the podcast this week. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Thank you for listening to the Folklore Scotland podcast. We'll be back every week with more folkloric content from stories to analysis. The podcast is brought to you by Folklore Scotland, the charity that aims to make Scottish folklore accessible using digital platforms, telling the tales of the past with the technology of today. If you'd like to become a voluntary contributor or would like to get in touch, pop us an email at info at folklorescotland.com and you can find all of our social media as well as a list of sources in the show notes below. The charity also now has a Ko-fi page which you can find in the show notes if you'd like to help us continue the work that we do. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Hello, welcome to the Beastie Bothy, where we discuss our favourite Scottish creatures every month. I'm Rosie. And Roisin is laughing. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs>